everybody, welcome to the podcast, the podcast with uh, Pastor Josh and Matt. I know. I don't know why I put the the name the. How, why do we do Pastor so and so? I don't know. It feels like it's like the um, doctor. Yeah. Um, but no, like, but but really, officially, it's like Reverend, right? Well, you and me, and you and me, been <laughs> been the revs for a while. But have you ever had to pull that card? Um, like you know how there are some application yeah. forms in other places where it's like Reverend, Doctor, Miss, Mister, if, that kind of. If thing? I notarize things, I put Rev. Okay. Uh, if I want to um, terrify somebody I don't like, I put Rev. If I run into somebody who is very old, I'll put Rev. If right. they're like, you're just a young person, you don't know anything. Oh, really? Oh, really? Right. Reverend Joshua Singh, <laughs> take that. Right, yeah. Well, you think. Okay. Yeah. So um, so sometimes I'll pull it out, but not, not very often. It's very rare. I don't even have my ordination. I don't even know where my ordination certificate right. is, to be honest with you. That was, I got ordained in 2000 and... Uh, Eight or nine or something. Okay. So, well, what year did you get ordained? Uh, no. See, that's crazy. I I it's been so long. I'm sure somewhere in a Tupperware bin. I think that's where mine my is. ordination, my certificate of of diploma or, or uh, uh, degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My credential, I know all that kind of stuff. I get my so yearly long. credential card. Yeah, um, ask me they, where that is. <laughs> Quick, ask me where that is. Yeah, <laughs> when have you ever pulled your credential card out? Only when I need to renew it. <laughs> Only when you need to renew it every, your every year. And I'm always late. I always get I always get the letter in. Uh, there's a letter that comes in yep. in uh, April, April yeah, well, or May know. or something. I'm, that's I'm like, hey, pretty punctual. Yeah, J- June thirtieth. You need to renew your card. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And then I get a I get a letter in I think it's late August. It's like if you don't renew this, you got to start the whole process all over okay. again. What you know, one of that's crazy is one year I didn't renew. I yeah. completely forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't pay it. I was like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, but here's the fun part: the person who's working there, yeah, was my dad's assistant. Oh. At at district office for a while. Yeah. And so Tanya finally messages me and she's like, Hey, um, Bombay, um, it's like December. Um, can you, can you pay? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, Oh, Tanya, I'm so sorry. I forgot. She, and she was really cool about it. And I yeah. mean, I don't think they're, they're no they're out to, to kill, but it was I funny because so. I was like completely but oblivious. <laughs> but that's the funny part. You're just like, oh shoot. Yeah. So for about six months, sometimes, or no, not, not six months. About uh, three months of the year, I'm not actually an ordained pastor, but that's totally fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kidding. Anyway, uh, good to good to be back doing this. This has been crazy, crazy back and forth. It's been it's been nuts. But we uh, we started a new series. Uh, in the last few weeks that I think is really exciting. So the I Am series, we're doing this till um, till April. Mm-hmm. April? Yeah, till Easter. Easter. Till yeah. Easter, which I think is really exciting. Um, but last week we talked about uh, Jesus saying, I am the light out of John 8. And, uh, you know, had some points out of there that uh, ultimately 
you know, your, uh, your, your current life state is not a make or break um, for your relationship with God or how God sees you. So uh, we talked a little bit about that. So, yeah, anyway, uh, your thoughts about John 8. John well, 8. You're the one who spoke, so why yeah. don't you give us your thoughts? But you were the one listening. Uh, was I? I don't know. You're was probably I? playing Boom Beach or something. <laughs> Boom Beach? I don't know what that is. Oh. If Carrie, if Carrie hears this, she'll get the inside joke, but Boom Beach. Boom Beach. I'm assuming it's a game on a phone. Yeah. I think I remember the commercials now that I'm thinking about. Yeah, it. cool. Or anyway. you storm a beach or something with sure. little dudes. Sure, sure. Yes. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never played it before. Oh, so okay. Weird. <laughs> um, no. So I okay. My my thought that came to me while you were speaking and yeah. then during this week has been this. My, I think growing up. Okay. I. Always equate light and dark mm. with good and evil. Mm. Very Star Wars, right? No, I mean, you're Luke. Really a, I, I really am into Star Wars. I mean, so Gandalf's the, my thing. I will, I will, <laughs> I will. Frodo Baggins. Okay, quick side story. Oh, jeez. Josh, on the opening of back in the day, the newest Star Wars uh, that came out. No, Rogue One. Was it Rogue? No, it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't. No, it was, it was one not. before that. It was yeah, the. It right. was like I don't remember. Um, anyways, Star Wars opening night. We go to the theater. Me, him, and a couple of friends. Yeah. And Josh comes trotting up to my door, <laughs> my front door of my house, in a full Lord of the Rings Gandalf outfit, <laughs> and. I'm so mad at him. I am you're pretty so angry. frustrated. Like you are redder than normal. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. <laughs> and we get and we get into the the theater. He is still dressed and he um was it halfway into the theater or up the stairs? He all of remember. a sudden yells in front of on opening night in front of all these Star Wars geeks, "You shall not pass." Yeah. And I could have killed him. So that was the second time. First time I wore the T-shirt yes. that said, I love Gandalf. And then on the back it said, you shall not pass. Oh, I hate you so much. Yeah. It was the worst. And I don't think I wore it in the theater. I think, I, I, didn't I take it off in the parking lot? Because I was like, is this going to make you really angry? I don't remember. I just remember, I, I was all a blur. <laughs> it was all a blur. Anyway, yeah, you, what you do for love. Right. So my, my thought process was, okay. It's because of all my my Star Wars upbringing type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, light, positive, good. Yeah. Dark, evil. Mm-hmm. And this thing when you were talking about where Jesus says, "I am the light of the world." Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a component of I am the good in the world. Sure. Right. Dark. Yes, there's evil. But I think what came to me this week was this interesting, like, you know how people say when they have near death experiences they they see the light mm-hmm. they see mm-hmm. this kind of shining light yeah and it was like this uh, and I, this probably isn't new to anybody but for me it was like this another moment. aha moment yeah. where it's like there used to be a, a soap opera called guiding light 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's like Jesus is that yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. That guiding light. Yeah. That light that, you know, yes, breaks through the darkness and yes, yeah, yeah. all that, all that good evil crap. Yeah. Yes, I get that. But for me, it was the first time, and I don't even think you even really taught I that way. Touched on it, 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 but it but wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like you were pushing that point. But for me, it was just this aha that like, we can be in a dark place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. We can be a dark place in our minds. We can be a dark place, even as p- spiritual beings, yeah. where we feel lost. We feel misguided. We feel turned around. We yeah. feel upside down. And that Jesus can be this light kind of at the end of a tunnel mm-hmm. that like when we have our, like, oh, what, what, am I, what am I doing? Yeah. And then you look up and you're like, oh, right, there's my guiding light. Yeah. There, there's this, I am the light of the world. Yeah. You know, and come to me, come in my general direction. I will bring you back on the path. I will bring you back. And, you know, when he talks about a lamp unto your feet, yeah. you know, these correlations of, of this light thing. Yeah. And for me, it's always my, I guess for me, it was always this good versus evil mm. thing. And this was the first time where I was just like, you know, it's okay to have a flashlight. Yeah. It's okay to have this thing that guides you. It's okay. But this the, the crux was do I follow the light? Yeah. Or do I do what a lot of people do and I do occasionally on my own as well? Mm-hmm. Is go, eh, you know what? Like the GPS is guiding me this way. Yeah. You know, the the light is pointing the 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 exit tunnels there but i'm i know these roads i'm just going to do what i want i'm going to just do yeah. what i want and then i end up getting lost again yeah and then i have to look around and go okay where <laughs> shoot where was that light but that that's why i i push so hard on the story of the woman who got caught in um in the act of adultery it was because jesus ends off the whole thing by saying to her like look uh, like i mean it's a pretty cool story first and foremost but the fact that it's tied to the I am the light statement is massive because here's this woman who, I mean, she ended up in a situation that culturally, even probably personally, she didn't want to be in. Or if she did want to be in it, something was going on inside of her. And then people are basically coming through and being like, these religious people, hey, look at how bad this person is. What are you going to do about it? And Jesus was like, okay, well, I'm going to call you out on your crap first. Uh, whatever that looked like, nobody really knows uh, because he was just drawing things in, in the dirt. But then the conversation isn't, hey, you're on the wrong path, girl. Mm-hmm. You should get on the right one. He says to her, like, has anybody condemned you? No. Well, neither do I. Go and leave this life of sin that you're in. Like, he's literally now becoming that, like, light at the end of the tunnel where it's like, you're you're going down this way. This is not going to help you. You're literally in the dark all the time. This is a better way for you. Yeah. You should probably go down here. And so what he did was guide her, direct her down a path of light. Mm-hmm. Without condemning her? Can he, you do that in, in actual <laughs> real Christianity, though? Well, and the crazy part is the next statement, he's still in the temple teaching, and he says, oh, by the way, I am the light of the world, and people that follow me won't be in darkness anymore. Like, literally just points to the situation. It's yeah, like, yeah. hey, 
see what I just did here? That's what I can do for you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, uh, which then takes, and that's why. No. Oh, and that's why the guys get all mad at them and they're like, 100%. well, hold on a second. Wait a like, minute. Wait a minute. You can't. You can't say that. You can't do that. You yeah. need to condemn her of her sin because that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed 100%. to point out people's flaws because I know for a fact, correct me if I'm wrong, I know for a fact that everybody who's ever been saved mm. has gotten saved through guilt, shame, and condemnation. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> can of worms. Is that, is that, that feels factual, right? I, well, I, I, I think <laughs> I think the hard part for a lot of us is so okay in the nineties if if in it the nineties if you never grew up in the nineties in church you know you don't know what we're talking about yeah but a uh, heaven's gates hell's flames come on I played the devil yeah you did I played the devil yeah you did yeah so it was this play for those that don't know it was a play oh, th- that traveled around into <laughs> I'm literally having PS I know because all of us have seen it P- what is it PTSD PTSD yeah. so I mean oh, if you grew up in church in the 90s which you know like for us that was my first foray into the church world at the oh, time 9 10 man. whatever it was and um so for those that don't know I know she complains uh for those that don't know it was a play a traveling play mm-hmm that they would bring to your local area and they would uh, voluntold essentially certain people inside of the congregation to play parts. But it was this scare tactic of heaven and hell. Oh, yeah. And so... I always remember the the mother-daughter yeah. car accident yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> so they would do these scenarios and you'd invite your whole community... And you would literally sit there and tell them basically, if you drink or smoke, uh, if you, uh, well, if you weren't, if you weren't, if you weren't, if I took what I took hold from it was yeah. that if you aren't a Bible believing, if you don't go to this church, salvation person, <laughs> that this red devil is going to drag pull, you. drag you into hell. Yeah, and so people at the end they'd be like, hey. So now there'd be somebody that would get up at the end. It was normally the person that traveled with it. Yeah. Sometimes it was the lead pastor. Sometimes it was yeah, a pastor. Yeah, yeah. And then they would be like, all right, tonight you have experienced this. How many of you tonight want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior so that you avoid? Yeah. What, what's the line? Uh, if you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. Yeah. If you don't know tonight where you would spend eternity, if you got got oh, out of this building and, and got... Lord, <laughs> and, and you got hit by a bus, yeah. and they snapped their hands yeah. like that too, right? Where would you go? Would you would you know what your everlasting destination would be? Oh. And then, like, they'd be like, right now, and then they would tell you, like, run to the altar. You have an opportunity to accept yeah. l- the Lord and Savior Jesus into your life, and you can do that by coming to the front here, and we'll pray for you, give you a track and a small Bible. A track, I forgot about yeah. this. <laughs> And then, and you will be saved in the name of Jesus. And then they would do this thing. They they would be like, all right, cool. Like, well, they wouldn't say cool. They wouldn't say say it that way, no, But but then they would be like, okay. And then they would say, all right, now's the time. And then the keyboard player would be playing something in the background, like he touched me or or something. Or just as I am. Yeah, or something like that. And then then all of a sudden it was, all right, come down. And then when they felt like there was more people to come down and be like, three, this is your destiny. All the countdown. Two, this is the last chance you ever have to accept Jesus. Can I be honest? I did the countdown one time. Yeah, we all did. I, I did it. I did it at uh, 
at a camp I spoke at one time. Oh, yeah, camp, yeah, youth yeah. retreats, yada, yada. We all did it, whatever. But um, so anyway, so that play ended up being this space of every kid that grew up in the 90s in churches had experienced that. L- literally, like, scared the hell out of us. Well, like, literally the good versus evil. 100%. Like the Star Wars thing for me. Yeah. So... The crazy part about the whole Heaven's Gates thing, when you contrast it towards what Jesus does does in John 8, is literally like, oh, you just got caught having sex with somebody who wasn't your husband? Or, you, or like, you know? And then he says, oh. Hey, you should stop that. You're free to go. Oh, I, oh. We're gonna wait. I'm gonna call out everybody condemning you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna ask you, like, no, nobody's just condemning you. No. Oh, well, neither do I. Yeah. So you shall pass. <laughs> hey, just just stop doing. This is not good for you. And then <laughs> then that's it. Like to me, it is such a stark contrast to, I think, the way people think about faith and spirituality and like. That's why the first point for me was like the make or break thing. She literally just got caught having sex with some other part, like some person that wasn't her husband or like a guy that has a wife. Mm-hmm. And like Jesus, this is not a make or break for him. It's not like, oh, shoot, you did something that was so gross. Deal breaker. Right. And then for all of the righteous people or the, the religious people, they're like, look, we brought somebody who's breaking the rules, and she's awful, and we're just trying to be holy. And right, so you should discipline her. And and like, look how good we are. Yeah. That's not a deal maker for him either. He's not like, oh, you guys are pretty religious. Mm-hmm. It just blows the idea of who Jesus is. I think for a lot of people out of the water because it's it's just so different. So then, why is it? You know, we've talked about this kind of stuff over the last few months in this yeah, podcast. 100%. Is why is it our nature? And and yeah, I think you brought it up in your message mm-hmm. where it, we would rather put the focus on somebody else mm-hmm. than to have our own crap exposed. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier for us to go, well, look at them. I mean, look at the sin that the they're mess. in. Look at the mess. They're a mess. Yeah, they're a, you know, don't, don't, don't look into my life. Like, don't pull yeah. back the curtain in my life, but look at the mess in their life. And it's like, why, why do we resort to that? Well, the great, uh, the great theologian Jay-Z one time, mm. I was watching an interview with him. Uh, this is after he had an affair with, uh, on Beyonce, which everyone was like, you're an absolute moron. Mm. But he sat with, he start, started going to counseling. <laughs> which was hilarious to hear Jay-Z go to counseling. But he said something that I thought was really, really interesting. He said, the place where I come from in New York, like when people look at you, the natural reaction is to say to them, what are you looking at? And you have beef and you want to fight. And he said, it's, it's a way that we defend ourselves. And he's like, I never knew why that was the natural reaction, but it's what we did. And then he said, as I was going to counseling, I realized the counselor helped me to realize that the reason why we were so aggressive, like, what are you looking at? 
was because we didn't want people to see what was really going on inside of us. So we put up this tough front to avoid it. And I think a lot of times it's the same thing when it comes to let's point at other people's stuff because it's a way to avoid people actually, or uh, one, us taking account for what's going on in our own hearts and our own lives. And two, it's a way to put the focus on somebody else so that nobody actually looks at us and sees what's going on with us. Mm. And that's what's so, I think, I think hard for people when it comes to faith. Like, Jesus loves you too much to leave you the way that you are. I mean, you've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so, like, the times where he he starts putting his finger on certain things in your life, that's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do about that? <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's not comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's even like I, I, I sometimes think of it as like, you know, you're married. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's the difference between your wife telling you something. Yeah. Where you're like, eh, I don't know. Like I'm yeah. and then a friend who, you know, comes out and tells you something. Yeah. And and it's the same per it's the same issue. Yeah. Somehow it hits harder. You know, kids with their parents, but you know, as a youth pastor, I used to tell kids the same thing their parents would tell them, and it, somehow my it, words, it made, would, it made more sense to them, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I do see that in, you know, when Jesus tells us something, it's like, okay, like, I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I, I don't want to work on it. And it hurt a little bit, Jesus, but, you know, thank yeah. you. But then when, like, a peer mm. or someone who's judging me by my fruit, and, and I mean, judging is not... You know, like if it's a friend who loves yeah, me yeah, yeah. and says, hey, Matt, you've got a, an anger on. issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're an idiot. Yeah. Or no. Yeah. Or, or most people, I think, sometimes go, yeah, but you have this problem. hundred percent. Right. That's it's what a, we do with our spouses. The deflection, right? Like, the, uh, you should take care of your weight. Uh, you should probably take care of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that yeah, to Carrie no. in my life. Oh my There's no way she you, would. You she would, would stab you. me. You would I know. die. You would be. You, dead. See, truth. Yes. Yeah, but but it's. I think that's the point. Like we we have this fear of it. You know, and you see it across the church in, in general, where people now. You know, the Bible says to confess your sins to one another. Mm. Uh no. No, right? Like no one does it. Yeah. Because they're so afraid of being exposed. 100%. Because what ends up happening is if you expose yourself, the condemnation, the shame, the yeah. guilt, the attacks, the and you see it all over social media. Somebody screws up one time and yeah. they're unfit for life. You know, you're not a, you're not a good leader. You can't be a pastor. Yeah. You can't be a, a a a government official. You can't lead an organization. You have sin in your life. And so we Never confess our sins. Right. We we say, oh, you know, what I've done in my life in the past, and, and just kind of open book here. Uh, I've often said, well, I can just deal with this between me and Jesus, right, right. And the me and Jesus thing is is wonderful, and it's great by, um, uh, you know, it's great on paper. Yeah. But because there's no one else in into account, yeah, there's no one else that knows the story. It's like you're all quite fine breaking your promise to God. Do you, do you know what that you just you reminded me of was? Remember uh, the song Healer? 
I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who faked my... his. Yes. Yeah, what was his cancer. name? Oh. Mike Pivolacci or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 wrong guy. No, no, wrong guy. Tegan, we were just talking about this the other day. Yeah. Like, uh, so I, I remember that happened. And like, I was like, oh, that's not great. But I remember in the church world at the time, remember, the, especially in the pastoral world, we can't, we can't sing this we song. We can't sing the song. Yeah. And I remember I was in a staff meeting. I forget what church I was at at the time. But I remember everyone was like, we can't sing the song. What are we telling people? This guy literally lied. And, uh, you know, and I remember just being a smart aleck, like young pastor and being like, well, should we stop singing anything that refers to the Psalms then? And they were like, what do you mean? I said, well, David did have sex with the woman. That was not his wife. Oh, here comes your accent. Yeah. He <laughs> did murder her husband. Yep. Her husband. <laughs> he did uh, have a child out of wedlock with her. Okay. <laughs> so it's funny because I had an argument with somebody, and the song that I used yeah. was a song that was very. Um, now, this was earlier in. in like Keeler came out after the song, right, right. But uh, the song "More Than the Air I Breathe," ah, more, than, more than the song I sing. Yeah, wait, you're telling me you love Jesus more than the air you breathe? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, is that what you're telling me right now? <laughs> like, you're willing to stick your head in the ground for Jesus? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just doesn't make sense. We're just so we're so fickle with the <laughs> things that we want to combat. But but that's where to your point, right? Like those kinds of things. Like this guy fakes having lung can- cancer, whatever yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, he's an idiot. Let's just call it for what it is. Like, why did you have to go get an oxygen tank and sing in front of, sure. like, like it was a good song, whatever. It's like the people who back in the day, like uh, the Benny Hins, the, the yeah. way, way back in the day, there was a preacher named Jimmy Swagger oh and he had a moral failure. Uh, one, Whatever. The point <laughs> The point was, though, that everybody who got saved under his ministry... Oh, they were questioning their lives. They were questioning their salvation in oh their lives. Oh, my God. Like, How could I ever? Right. And it's like, am I truly saved? And I'm like, well, did you get saved by Jimmy Swagger? Or, or Benny Hinn or yeah, any of those guys? Or was it God? 100%. But, and, and, and I think to the, to the point that you're making about, like, oh, you know, you can't do anything uh, without getting essentially canceled. Yeah. Like... I think the thing is, like, you do something stupid, people are allowed to tell you that you, it was stupid. Did something stupid. But that's the beauty of the gospel is, like, it's not definitively, uh, it, it's not it's not your final destination. Well, that's the thing. Your sin, although it be wrong, sure, and although it be separating you from God, is not your, it doesn't define you. No. For that moment. And somehow we live in a culture now that the minute you mess up one time, you're defined by that to an extent. Mm. And or at least you you are perce- you perceive yourself as defined by that. So we right. are we give off these vibes that we are perfect, yeah. that we have all our crap together. Yeah. And then what ends up happening, I think, is when the non-Christian world sees us screw up because we've portrayed to be perfection. They look at it as a big uh, pile of hypocrisy. Yeah. Instead of like saying to people and, and and living life, listen, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. I am not perfect. Yeah. I screw up 
all the time. Yeah. I mess up all the time. Yeah. But by God's grace and by God's yeah. mercy, 100%. I'm allowed to live in his kingdom, as it were. 100%. And, and, and I don't have it all together. Yeah. But we, we, we literally give off the exact... We, we know this, and we most of us live in that, yeah. but we give off... The Pharisees. The give, we give off the other vibe. You know, the, the showing up in church on Sunday morning yeah. with your suit and ties and all those kind of things back in the day, and yet on the drive to church, You're all fighting. hell broke loose I in know. the car. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying you walk in and go, my life's hell. No. I'm not but- saying that, but you also don't have to give off like... Oh, the pious religious yeah. Pharisee thing, where it's like, oh, and look point, at, point at everybody else. You made a mistake today. I'm going to jot that down. Yeah, and when you look at the way Jesus responds to this woman, and then says, "I'm the light," by the way, it changes the game. Yep. And I think that's where you know we have to stop um, thinking that we're too bad for Jesus. Like, oh, I've done so many things. You don't even know what I've done. He does. He does. And he still loves you with everything that's inside of him. Uh, in fact, not only loves you, but says, hey, I'll guide you to where you need to go, to real life. And then some of us think, and this is the story of uh, the prodigal son, really. Oh, I'm so good. Jesus would be lucky to have me as part of the crew. He's so lucky to have me. No, he's not. Because you're annoying. Um, (laughs) To me. But Jesus loves you, but he also wants to lead you to the light. Where you're not so self-righteous. Where you can show some grace every once in a while. Because my Lord, he has shown you a ton. (laughs) You know, I think it's just balancing our viewpoints on those things. And that's where the sto- that story with, you know, I'm the light is you need to be like, like the idea of I can be anything that you want me to be, the I am statements. And Jesus basically is telling everybody, look, like, I can be your way out. I can, I, I can be your hero. I can be your hero, baby. I can be your guiding light. Nice. Every song, every song, everything about somebody guiding somebody out of something, Jesus is that. Mm. So, yeah, anyway, I, I think it's good. I, I'm really enjoying this. I always love the I am statement, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited about it. But uh, anyway, uh, it's going to be great. Good podcast. Yeah, I think so. Now, have you figured out a way to end it properly? Um. If you're if you've heard the sound of my voice tonight, <laughs> three. This is your destiny. Uh, two. Oh, two. This, this is your last chance. Yeah. I want you to one. Bye. Bye.